The ABC's word wizard, Rolly Sussex, OAM, Emeritus Professor from the School of Languages and Cultures at the University of Queensland, is here willing and able to talk with you about words, language and linguistics. And this afternoon, Rolly, you want to expand what I presume is already a fairly sizable list of words unusual in form or meaning. Hello. Hello there. Yeah, I, I think that there's enormous part of the English vocabulary which we maybe barely recognise but certainly never use. And uh, if you think that the Macquarie Dictionary is about 112,000 words and they estimate that an educated user will probably recognise about 50,000, 60,000. It's about half. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot more, some of which are beautiful, uh, unusual, rare, uh, archaic, old-fashioned, foreign, whatever words. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll resuscitate several of these this afternoon. For well, fun. just really before we bend down and start administering CPR to your <laughs> um, list of uh, words, but I, I don't want to be counterproductive, no. but there are only so many words a person can keep stored in the brain, mm-hmm. right? Mm. Um, are some of these words really going to make a better job of expressing a point than others? It depends on which area you work in and some in some jobs, a good vocabulary and, and particularly expressive choice of words for the right moment mm-hmm. is definitely going to make a difference. All right, fair and enough. I think those of, you know, those of us who go in for public speaking uh, know that you know, you, you're, you're reaching for the right word to catch something. Well, yes, indeed. If you were trying to explain perhaps the specific flavours of a dish as a food critic, ah, you might choose to use indeed. a word like piquant as opposed to just tasty. Rolling. Mm. Uh, well, piquant. Is, is, the dictionary actually says piquant. I look it up. Piquant. 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 Yeah. What does it mean exactly? Well, piquet, it, it, it means a, a sharp sort of taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it comes from French piquant. Uh, P-I-Q-U-A-N-T, and we've, we've adapted it and changed the spelling a little bit. Right. But again, with lots of French words, we don't know where to put the stress. A lot of people, you know, baton, beret, we put the stress on the last syllable. Mm-hmm. And so piquant is something that you will hear quite often. And I don't think anyone would say it's wrong. Okay. It's just one of the variants. Piquant. 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 Mm. Right. Noted. Thank you, sir. Quarter past two. So can we please press you for an answer to the question I posed a little earlier. The appropriate or the technical term for the hash symbol or sign, Mm. Rolly, the the lines parallel to each other and made in a – how would you describe the shape? It's it's a cross hatch? Well, you're close. And hash itself probably comes from hatch. And cross hatching is when you make sort of down, down, cross, cross, down, down, cross, cross. Uh, uh, on a space. But the technical term, particularly if you're being rather recherché, and there's another one, is is Octothorpe. 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 I've heard of Octonauts. That's a cartoon that my child watches. Octothorpe. So eight. Eight, yes, because it's got eight points. If you count count the the end points of the the lines which make the cross hatch, there's eight of them. And the guess is that it's probably emerged in Bell Labs or something in America in the computer lab sometime in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And someone was having a perverse and creative moment <laughs> and dreamt this thing up. And, of course, it now sits there. Yes. And if you're at a cocktail party and you're talking about Octothorpes and other people don't know, you, you have a position of authority and power. Uh, the Octothorpe. But what is the Thorpe in the Octothorpe? Possibly from someone called Thorpe. Oh, right. It's not 
And it's as silly as that. Oh, there's no a mystery. No one really knows. There's a mystery. It's a mystery. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. I wonder if you can solve the mystery this afternoon, if you know what the Thorpe in Octothorpe refers to. I'm just thinking, what was the point of the Octothorpe before social media came along and we used it to link conversations online, Rolly? What, what it, did it do? Well, it's called the pound sign in America. And so it was used to mark um, numbers and things in in, in, in speech, right, okay, but we we don't we didn't use it very much in the Commonwealth because we had the pound symbol for pounds. It nearly shuffled off to the great graveyard symbols in the sky, didn't That's it? Right. And then Twitter then it came was, along and it all changed. Well, a bit like the at sign, which yes. suddenly yes. Uh, when when they invented uh, email, because you had to say, okay, I want to talk to Bill, but there are fifty thousand bills on my network, so it's Bill at. And then the location. Gotcha. And suddenly at became one of the most frequently pressed keys on the keyboard. Is there another way of describing the at symbol like just, there is for hash? At. It's just at. Just okay. at, yes. The at symbol. That's where it's at. Uh, but Got it, it. Where it's at, indeed. Yeah. Um, and it's starting to get used. You, people write it for fun, you know. It, it depends where it's at and they write the at sign rather than at. So this is, again, one which, thanks to technology, has immediately surged way, way up the rankings. And we couldn't do without it. Mm. Email would not. Some people write AT, uh, but eh, no. So interesting. Okay. Uh, I would like a, a, a little bit of ankle, please, Rolly, mm. demonstrated by you now, please. Uh, another hint of a couple of the other words on your list, and then we'll take Trisha at Rockhampton's right. suggestion. Um, if you're a Scrabble fiend, one of the favourite words, if you can manage to get it in, is syzygy. Syzygy. S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y. Good one. Uh, and syzygy comes from a Greek word meaning yoke, to yoke things together when you're connecting or tying beasts of burden. Oh, wow. And it means that particularly the sun and moon and possibly another planet are all lined up. They're yoked. And so if there is a syzygy in the heavens, you've probably got your telescope out. And if you're a person of knowledge, you'll be doing, doing a bit of astronomy. But syzygy is very unusual because mm-hmm. it's got two Ys in it, which is, again, not common. Okay. I'll put that in my pocket and draw it out at the appropriate time. Trisha in Rockhampton, good afternoon. Good afternoon and good afternoon, Kat and Rolly. Hello. You've got a word for the a list, Trisha. What would you like to pop on it? Okay, so it's a word I'm going to have a stab at pronouncing it, obloquy, but ah. it means strong public condemnation, but I've never actually heard it pronounced, so I'd like to know how to pronounce it. Uh, it's obloquy. Obloquy. Obloquy, okay. first on, stress on the first syllable. Uh, and it means um, when you're condemning someone in a very obvious way, uh, no, I'm going to subject them to, to out and right obloquy. In other words, I'm going to rubbish them. And it's a very strong word, but also pretty rare. Not too many people know. It was used a lot in fiction round about the time of Jane Austen. How know. did you come across yes. it, Tricia? In George Eliot's writing. Oh. So she, oh, right. she has it on every, every second or third page. Yep. There we go. So ob- that's ob- the mid 1800s. That would be the mid 1800s, I think. Well yeah. done. Uh, oh, yes, roundabout. Yeah, looking at the, I'm just referring to the um, the costumes that I've seen in the George Eliot movies, and I think that was mid 1800s. Uh, going by the corsets, Trisha. How do we say it again, Rolly? Ob- obloqu- Obli- obliquy. 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 Mm. Terrific. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Thank you, Trisha. Loretta is at Albany Creek. Hello, Loretta. Oh, hello, Kat. I, I don't want to preempt you saying one of your five words. That's <laughs> uh, what one of my questions is about. But I do have a, a word to suggest on Rolly's list and a question uh, for him mm-hmm. in relation to it. Yes. Um, ampersand, 
as I understand mm-hmm. it, is the capitalised, you know, abbreviated word and, A-N-D. Rolly, what about the lowercase abbreviation of and? Is there a, is it also called ampersand or is that just for the capitalised abbreviated and? They're all ampersand. And um, ah, it came about because this was actually the 27th letter of the alphabet. And no, X, Y, Z. And then they sort of, and, and per se, meaning and on its own. It, these are the Latin words. So and per se became ampersand. Okay. Um, and it's, uh, it's uh, I think, was, was eventually removed from the letters of the alphabet because it isn't really a letter. Mm. It's an abbreviation. And not to take away Cat's um, thunder, <laughs> I, love this, I do have a question. I have no idea whether the words incredulousness and incredulity are interchangeable mm. or if there's actually a difference between those two words. Incredulousness is five long syllables and, and we do tend to get worried about very long words. Incredulity somehow runs a little easier off the tongue. Incredulousness, there's too many S's. They mean the same thing, by the way. Okay. Um, and it's one of these many, many cases where English has got pairs of words and um, there's no real way to choose between them, except in your sentence, how one of them works and the other one may not. Yeah, but we can't take right. things too far. No. But I wouldn't want to enter a state of incredulousness-ization, Rolly, would I? No, but we do, we do add all sorts of interesting suffixes to things. Loretta, well done. Thank you so much. Lovely program. I like what you did there. Thank you, Loretta at Albany Creek. And Professor Rowley Sussex, uh, your Lord of Language, dare I say doyen of language (laughs) and linguistics, is having a word in your ear this afternoon. The phone number is 1300-22612 if you'd like to join the fun with um, an unusual, a rare, overlooked, almost forgotten, little lonely word sitting like a wallflower yeah. waiting for a dance. Peter at Burley Waters, you've got a word you'd like to dance with. What is it? Hello. Oh, good afternoon. Um, I was just inquiring about when you introduce um, our friend Rolly. Yes. You introduce him as a... Uh, emeritus. Uh, emeritus. Yes. yes. Where did it come from and where did it originate from? Okay. Thanks, Peter. Um, in the middle of that, there's merit. Um, E-M-E-R-I-T-U-S, and emeritus means that uh, for reasons of merit, in other words, I was a a servant of the university for a long period, they allow me to keep the title when I retire, and uh, it also means that I have a a desk at the university and I get to join up with clever people to talk, and that's one of the great pleasures. It is. So emeritus. Very good. Some people say emeritus or whatever, that's wrong. Okay. Emeritus Professor. Yes. Thank you very much, Peter. What are some other words on your list before we, we continue to take calls of the okay, unusual well, one, words? One rolling. which is a lot of fun is defenestrate. Uh, now, that's been a lingo bingo word before. It has. I know what that means you do. now, but yeah. I never had heard it until a very bright spark suggested I spit it out in, uh, okay. in, in this part of the game. It's, it's to chuck someone out a window, isn't that's it? Right. Yeah, well, to chuck anything out a window. Anything. Fen- fenestra uh-huh. in, in French, fenêtre is the word for a window. Right. And so D mm-hmm. is out of. And so defenestrate is to throw something out the window. And it's what happened to the president of the Czech Republic in, in 1948, I think. Oh, blimey. And he was, he was killed by being, presumably being pushed out a window. He was defenestrated. Now, I used chuck deliberately because mm-hmm. that's a word that has always puzzled me. Yeah. Where does chuck come from to mean it's, throw? It's just, it, it, I think it's a, an Australian and New Zealand thing. Is it really? I think so. Okay. I, I've never actually known anything other than that. 
And uh, uh, children, when I was little in Melbourne in the 50s, we, you know, we talk always chuck, you didn't throw. Yeah, yeah. You chuck it over you here. You chucked it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, in Maryborough, Rocky is standing by with another word or question. Rocky, hello. Good afternoon, Kat. How are you? Hi. Good, mate. What would you like to say? Um, we've got, my wife and I have been talking about a word we used to use and we still do. It's a word called hoik. Mm. You know, hoik instead my pants of chucking up. something, it's, yeah, or instead of chucking something, you hoik something. Yes, you know? yes. That's right. Or, or you hoik it in the road or, or you jump on your bike and hoik up the bush. It, it's, it means sort of hit, throw, project. Uh, you can even use it in cricket. Uh, a hoik meaning a very inelegant, rough sort of shot to try and get the ball out of the ground. Uh, Australia and New Zealand. Um, also, I think in New Zealand can mean spittle. Oh, really? You know, hoik. Because I mean, oh, I've heard of hock, like in, in relation to that, but is that maybe a misunderstanding? I think that's a misunderstanding. Oh, wow. Um, have you, know, you, have ho- you... Hoik it up is if you do that awful expectoration. Oh, There's another one. Expectoration. Now, pectus yes. is, your, is your chest in Latin and ex is out of, so expectoration, I won't do it. No. Um, is that dreadful? We, we, usually... we won't have an expectoration demonstration, Roland. Ooh. Ooh. There's a name for a restaurant for you. Or a great band, the Expectoration Demonstrations. Like Rocky, would you ever say hoik or hock if you were talking about spittle or expectoration? Have you heard hock or is that just me? Yeah, I, I used to use another word, probably not really <clears throat> yeah. on the radio. But, yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's always, you know, I'll hoik it down the road or hoik it over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And again, it's a general purpose, um, move something briskly uh, and it can go from quite a small action to quite a big one. And it's very much Australia and New Zealand. We, Although you know, the, the Tasman Sea is a bit of a barrier, we do share quite a lot of words from early on and they've persisted. Um, some of them don't. The New Zealand phrase, a box of birds. Haven't heard it. You haven't? No. Nope. Oh, you, it means you're feeling very cheerful and positive and chirpy and happy. Oh, and, that's nice. Yeah. Box of birds. Box of birds. Um, All right, Rocky, good one. Hoik, thank you very much. Uh, Ian McDougall at Southport as an old journalist. Ian, you uh, heard our discussion about the octothorpe or the hash symbol and you've got some intelligence for us. Ian, proceed, please. Hello. Indeed, I have. Thank you both. Uh, Back in the old days of hot metal, Oh. Everything was done on separate sheets of paper. Yes. We sent them out to the linotypes, and the headline page would go one, the intro page would go one, and the body text would go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went out, and on the very last page, uh, the sub-editor would do a, a, an octopop, a hash, right on the last page to say, this is it, no more paper coming. Oh. So this, that, that was the point at which the hot, the hot type finished? That was it. Yep. Lovely. Yeah. I never knew that. Thank you. I, I do you do regret the passage of hot type because hot type plus good paper can mm. produce a paper a page which feels and smells different. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know you don't get the same experience from the screen at all. No. Very well said, Ian. Wonderful. Yeah. Thanks, Ian. Lovely. Thank you, Matt at Eagleby. Hello. You've got a question about a different symbol. What is it? Um, yes, I've actually got I've actually got two questions. One about the symbol and one about a word. Oh, um, great. Yeah, so the the question about the symbol is, you know that symbol that we often call, like we often use, like call the at symbol, mm. like in like we use our email addresses. Mm-hmm. 
that's I wonder just, if that actually has an official term, like official like title. Nowadays, it. it is just universally known as the at symbol. I'm afraid. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, second question is the word extirpation. Mm. Um, I I read I see it a lot in like old old school um, like Puritan and like Protestant ref, like reformed literature. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know what it means. Oh, extirpate uh, is comes from Latin, and it means to um, destroy something absolutely, wipe it out of existence. Oh, okay. Um, okay, a bit like it's a bit like the word that they use, you know, decimate, which they use incorrectly, but now I think it's now become correct when you're you're saying we beat the opposition hmm. by a large amount. But extirpate has got some. It sounds nasty, actually. It does. It doesn't sound comfortable. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's from Latin, um, and stirps is, is actually a stem in Latin. It's a rather strange uh, derivation, but uh, it's extirpation. Mm. Mm. Matt at Eagleby, are you the same um, Matt at Eagleby who does some of his best thinking in the shower? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> that's me. Yeah, that's me. Excellent. I do remember a shower thinker, Matt. Good on you. Thank you. Uh, Jonathan at Mount Coolum, do you think in the shower? Jonathan, hello. Hello there, Kat. Hi. Hi. Um, Octothorpe, uh, you've got another piece of intelligence for us relating to this word. Have you mm. solved the mystery of where Thorpe came from? No, hmm. unfortunately, I, I don't, but I, I know the symbol from music. Of course, um, yes. Where it you know, represents a note that's been raised, a sharpened mm-hmm. half step. But yes. I don't know how far back historically that use, it was used in that way. Uh, yeah, I, I, should have, I should have remembered that. Um, sharps and flats. Uh, this is the sharp sign, yeah. and it means you raise it to the next one up, which may be a half tone, it may be a whole tone, mm-hmm. depending on where you are in the in the chromatic scale at that moment. And right. I believe that it's it is fourteenth, fifteenth century, probably Italian, because at that stage, uh, one of the reasons why we have Latin, Italian sorry Italian names for things like adagio and largo and presto and so on, mm. the Italians were better than anybody else at, at both music and musicology. And so they, they donated the names which we still use. Well, thanks for that. Of course. Yeah. Yes, thank Well remembered. You. Thank you, Jonathan, at Mount Coulomb. Rolly, before we have your, your last mm. word, are there any other uh, words on your list um, that you think have been overlooked and are due a bit of a comeback? Right. Who are um, we launching back okay, into here, season? Here's one which sounds dreadful and isn't. Crapulous. Crapulous. C R A P U L O U S. I'd like I to swear, keep my broadcast license. I swear, please, it's Rolling. the way you feel after too much food and drink. Oh, I can relate to crapulous. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but if you say that someone is that, they really get quite cross. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Okay, yes. well, Rolly but said you can what say it. it technically it. means. All right. Uh, and yep. I, I like that one. Um, crepuscular. Oh, good one. C R E P U S C U L A R. This is comes comes from the Latin word crepusculum, which means twilight. So. Tr- Crepuscular is something at the either the dawn or the evening. Oh, I'm going half-light. to a crepuscular concert this That's afternoon. Right. Yes, oh, seriously. Uh-huh. Or no, the crepuscular light, the crepuscular images. It it, it it's it sounds a little bit aggressive, but actually is quite gentle. <laughs> Wonderful, and, and is quite nice. And um, among the others, oh, Snolly Gosta is a, a person of um, unprincipled, uh, no, used particularly in America. And perhaps to finish off with the American word absquatulate. Absquatulate. A-B-S-Q-U. Sounds like an exercise. Um, close. Abs and It means squats. to shoot through, to, oh. to leave in a hurry. It was invented in America in the 1920s or so. Nobody knows where or why. Yeah. But uh, I think you'd better absquatulate. Hit the road, Jack. Absquatulate. 
Some no more, more, some no more, more, some more, more, yeah. some more. I like that, yeah. Okay. Absquatulate. That's a fabulous list, Rolly. I'm so indebted to you. Well, these, it's, look, it's, it's entirely self-indulgent because I love weird words. It's great. And I have many more. Oh, well, do keep them coming. And, of course, do um, join in the fun on the uh, Rolly Sussex Word in Your Ear Facebook page. Lively discussions to be had there. There's the podcast as well. More on that in a moment. But it's now time for your last word. Lady Astor. Oh, she's Who was brutal, terrific. isn't yes. she? Well, yeah. there's a lovely story about her and, and Churchill. Have we time? Okay. And uh, and Churchill was at a party and, and it was, I think, probably a little under the weather. And he said, my God, madam, you're ugly. And she said, Winston, you're drunk. Uh, uh, and she said, yes, madam, but in the morning I shall be sober. Oh, dear. Ouch. Which is nasty. However, mm. maybe as a result of that, one of her famous words was, I married beneath me. All women do. Oh, wow. Oh, thank you very much. A pleasure and a privilege every Thursday. <laughs> Rolly Sussex, Professor Rolly Sussex, your Lord of Language on ABC Radio, Brisbane 